My name is Pat Campbell. I'm the president of the Mountain Division for Vail Resorts, and I want to welcome you to this special episode of Epic by Nature. Epic by Nature was originally designed to share and celebrate the hero's journey of our employees. But today, in honor of Black History Month, we thought we would use our platform a bit differently. For the first time, we've invited someone who is not an employee of Vail Resorts to join us in a conversation. Henry Rivers is the president of the National Brotherhood of Skiers and a frequent guest at our resorts. Henry and I first met about a year ago as the pandemic was just setting in, and he had recently taken over as president of the NBS. And since then, we've been having ongoing dialogue on how our organizations can best partner. Today, we are releasing a mini episode where Henry and I discuss the history and mission of the National Brotherhood of Skiers and the partnership required between our two organizations. I hope you enjoy our conversation, and you can let us know what you think of this different format by emailing podcast at valeresorts.com. Thanks for listening. Hi, Henry. Welcome to the Epic by Nature podcast. It's really great to have you here to share your story today. You've been involved in having real impact across the ski industry for quite some time and recently really raising the profile of the NBS as it heads towards a 50-year anniversary. So I'm really looking forward to hearing your thoughts today, not only on the future of the NBS, your role, but also on opportunities across the ski industry to be more inclusive. Let's start with the current moment, one in which many acknowledge that our industry, including Vail Resorts, needs to change to become more inclusive and diverse. How does that feel to you as somebody who's been advocating for that change for many years? Well, first of all, Pat, thank you so much for inviting me here. You know, we've had great conversations that all lead to the question that you just posed. I'd been skiing for so long and for probably 25 years before I I met the NBS. And through those years, you know, you think about inclusion, you actually think about skiing alone, you know, because that's all there was for me. The same thing that I was going through, many individuals were going through right across the whole country. I was in New York. There was somebody doing this in, in in Detroit, in Chicago, in St. Louis. The sport is so addicting and it's such a great sport. You don't so much worry about the inclusion as you do about improving your skill and really just enjoying the um, the environment, enjoying the outdoors and enjoying the sport of skiing. But what we're seeing now is a, a trend or a turn by some of the impactful, some of the powerful organizations within the snow sports industry that are waking up and understanding that or becoming more aware of what's out there and that everybody wants to be a part of the outdoors. Everybody wants to have the opportunity to ski and and, and ride and enjoy the outdoors. You know, I think what you said about your passion and how addictive it is. And I think many of us who've been lifelong participants would absolutely share that passion. I'm curious 
to hear what you've seen or experienced as barriers to access to outdoor recreation and snow sports for Black people. Let's take that back to not just snow sports, but just to outdoor sports. You know, I read a book, um, The Power Brokers. That was about um, Robert Moses. And he developed and built a lot of the parks and recreation facilities here in New York State. He built Robert Moses State Park, which is a big beachfront property in Long Island, on the south shore of Long Island. And he built the um, Southern State Parkway from Queens to that beach. But they built it in a way where they had overpasses over uh, Southern State Parkway. So buses or large vehicles that would carry large amounts of African-Americans or people of color from the cities to the beaches, they couldn't go on those roads because they had the overpasses. So these were this was a strategic part of his design to limit access to that. So instead of having a 30-minute ride from Queens to the beach, you now had a three-hour ride where you had to take the back roads and go down um, Sunrise Highway because you were in a, in a motor coach to go, go to the beach and enjoy the outdoors. Same thing. It's the same way. They plan it that way to minimize your involvement in outdoor sports or, or, or the outdoor spaces. These outdoor spaces were made for everyone, but they built in these little things hidden. They were like hidden obstacles that we really, you're riding on a bus. You don't realize that, hmm, why are there overpasses on this road then? We can't go on that road. It doesn't automatically click in your mind that this was purposely done to limit how many people of color could actually get out. You know, it would be, it would be such a an unbearable journey. You know, who wants to spend three hours each way to go out to to the beach and only be there for an hour and then have to take that three hour journey back? And everyone else, white folks would would have the luxury of driving their own personal vehicles and only take 30 minutes to get to the beach. And have you found that there are similar obstacles uh, related to snow sports that have kept people of color from participating? I think the similarity is that it's not advertised or promoted or marketed to those communities. So now on the level of going to snow sports areas or mountain areas, it's more, we they don't know about it. We don't know about it. Let's not market to them because if we market, then, you know, word of mouth, it'll get around that there's a great recreational facility at this mountain and you can learn how to ski you can learn how to snowboard a snowshoe whatever you want to do in the winter time um so if we don't market to them they won't know about it and we can keep that area to ourselves that's what i see the the similarity okay let's um let's shift and talk a little bit about the nbs uh first tell us about the mission of the nbs and your vision as leader of the organization right now? The National Brotherhood of Skiers has been around almost 50 years. 2023 will be 50 years old. It was founded by Art Clay and Ben Finley. Uh, probably, they I don't think they even realized how much of an impact what they put together was going to have on, on the country. World, uh, 
it's even worldwide because you know we have clubs in in the UK as well as the West Indies and and the United States. So we have 52 clubs, like I said, across the country and in the UK. It was founded to bring together people of color, African-Americans, so that they can enjoy the winter sports together. We felt that by joining together and being together at these resorts, we would get less pushback and less of the um, the negative look from the people that were there, from the residents of the area. So we could get to enjoy this without that stereotype and and a lot of the negative vibe that you know you would get as a single person, uh, a single African American going to the resort. Our mission is to identify, develop, and support people of, uh, or athletes of color that are going to win international and Olympic competitions representing the United States and to increase winter participation in winter sports. That's what the mission is. And we've, we've been working on that mission for many years. And I think we're getting closer and closer every year to actually realizing and getting an African-American to win a a, a podium or, or land on a podium. We've we've been fortunate We've had a couple of our members uh, or our athletes make it to the U.S. ski team. Uh, We've had a couple of our athletes participate in the Olympics. Um, We've had Ralph Green, Bonnie St. John, Errol Kerr. Those those individuals have participated in uh, the Olympics, two in Paralympics, one in in, uh, Able Body Olympics. So we have been able to get there. Uh, what we do within the, the National Brotherhood of Skiers, we put on an event once a year, uh, an annual event that's called our summit, the National um, Brotherhood of Skiers Black Summit. And that is our biggest fundraiser. That's when we raise the monies that we utilize to sponsor and support our athletes of color. NBS founders Ben Finley and Arthur Clay were uh, recently inducted into the Ski and Snowboard Hall of Fame. Um, tell us about that journey to get them there and and how meaningful that is to the NBS and to you personally. It's hard to even put that into words. They were inducted in 2019 in, into the U.S. Ski and Snowboard Hall of Fame. That's an a society of about 450, I believe, uh, uh, prior inductees, all of whom are white. So they are the first two African-Americans to be inducted into this Hall of Fame. It is not only an honor, uh, you know, it, it just, it really brings tears to your eyes that these guys 50 years ago, they were, they had no idea what they were going to open up. And they stuck with it and they put it, they just kept bringing people together. I, you know, I can't even imagine how many people have been introduced to snow sports because of what they did. You know, I want to say it's 100,000 people. I don't know. I really don't know what the number is, but it's a large, large number. For them to be acknowledged now, it's, it's, it's really, it's a great privilege for me to be the 16th president of the National Brotherhood of Skiers and to be at the helm of this trying to direct us in a 
or, or guide us in a direction that will keep increasing the amount of people that we expose to winter sports. Um, I, I feel privileged to be in this position and I have another three years and I'm going to do my best to make the NBS to be a go-to organization for all of the snow sports industries, Vail Resorts. They, they need to figure out how do we market to the African-American and underrepresented areas? Come to the NBS, sit down and talk to us so we can help you strategize on how best to market and utilize people of color to bring in more people of color to your, to your organization. You know, we'd like that to happen across the board. All organizations should be able to use us as a reference, as a focus point. Uh, come to us and ask us, what do you think is the best way for us to pursue whatever it is that you're looking at as it pertains to people of color? So that is part of my focus. Um, besides that, I really think that we're going to get to that level where we have a, 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 hopefully a snowboarder now on the U.S. ski team. Looking back over the five decades of the, the NBS, what do you think the key successes and biggest challenges have been? Well, the key to the success is the outdoors. I don't care if you're Black, White, Native American, Asian. Everyone has a connection with the earth. You know, so the outdoors is the key. You know, that is what keeps everyone coming back. One of our biggest issues that we have to deal with is the same issue that every club and organization within snow sports has to deal with. That is the aging of our population. We are an organization that's probably got a median age of 50. We need that number to change to 20, 25, 35. That's who we need to attract. You know, because we're aging out right now and that's happening across the industry. But we need to focus on how do we attract 25 to 35 year olds into this? What is one of the bigger other drawbacks? The financial obstacle of joining this sport. Equipment is very expensive. Uh, clothing is very expensive. Lessons are very expensive. Transportation to the resort is expensive. Staying at the resort is expensive. And eating $21 hamburgers is expensive. So that's what we have to deal with when we're talking about opening this up and targeting younger, uh, a younger demographic. 25 to 35 year olds don't have that disposable income that the 50 year olds have. So, you know, we've got to figure out how do we pull them in? How do we get them, you know, on, a, on an MBS standpoint, we're looking at how do we subsidize them a little bit? What incentives can we give them to, you're out of college a couple of years, you started your family. How do we get them to bring their family out and enjoy skiing? Can we uh, maybe make lessons affordable, equipment rentals. Can we give them discounts on equipment rentals where everything is not just um, taking money out of their pocket? You know, we've got to look at that and we've got to figure out a way that is um, attractive to them. Because once you get them in, they'll stay. You know, once you really, they understand 
the joys of skiing and, and outdoor sports and, and riding and snowboarding, they'll stay, but we got to get them here. So I'm going to shift over a little bit to talking about our company. I'm wondering if you can recall any moments where you were made to feel unwelcome at any of our resorts. Yes, I've had comments made that I've heard that were derogatory or I was on the chairlift this morning, actually, with a couple of individuals and we were talking about that. And I told them back in the 60s and 70s when I was just learning how to ski, hearing the N-word, that was almost inviting compared to the things that I heard them say. Okay. Uh, I can tell you, I've heard statements that were so derogatory and so negative that hearing N-word, you were like, wow, at least I can deal with that. Because some of these other things that were said, you just, you would shiver. You would think, should I stay on this mountain or are they going to come after me with a, a with a rope and a, and a gun? But I, I loved skiing so much at that age. I just wanted to get better. And I wanted to just, I just wanted to be able to ski. Like I'm watching these kids come down a mountain, skiing over everything and, and just flawlessly going down a mountain. I said, I want to get to that level. So I, uh, I, withstood all of those comments. And I really, honestly, I shut them out. I just turned it off. I didn't even hear it anymore, you know? And I don't even know how many times it was said, but it didn't matter because I wanted this more than I felt their their comments would, would hurt me. But then I, as I grew um, and, and, got a little older, I got a little size to me and then no one would, would even mention those things. When I came into the corral, they'd look at you, they might give you a little side stare or something, but that quickly stopped. I imagine, and I know it's, it happened to many, uh, especially African women, I'm, I'm sure there were a lot of negative comments, but again, this sport and the outdoors are so commanding and it's such a, a a joy to to do it and be involved with it sometimes you withstand the the negative vibe that you're getting from other folks and what i've noticed in the last 30 40 years is that they stop they see that it's not getting anywhere you know all those negative comments and those little nasty words you say, they realize it's not changing anything. You know, we're still coming. You know, we're still going to want to be involved in, and and enjoy the outdoors just like you do. You know, so, you know, that that's, that's the way I look at it. It's different. I'm so sorry to hear what you had to go through and, and so glad that, you know, your passion kept you in it. And yeah, hope that we can continue to drive change in the industry. So, you know, given some of your experiences and and what you know of the experience today, what would you like to see change at our resorts to create a more welcoming environment for NBS members and all people of color? Well, that is a great question. And 
there's an easy answer to that. It's um, just be yourself, make it more inviting, you know, and I, I've said this on many different calls to folks, you know, we are no different than you. You know, you like certain music, we like certain music. You like certain food, we like certain food. You know, everybody doesn't want to have a high cholesterol burger, you know, maybe, maybe uh, the mountain I'm at, you know, they have a nice sushi bar now, which is great. I know when I go to Taos, New Mexico, I can have all the Mexican food I want, all the Indian food I want. You know, so what I'm saying is let's let's look at our menu. Make make the menu inviting for all people, all different colors, all different palettes. You know, we have a guy that we've partnered with with the National Brotherhood of Skiers, Lamont White, who's doing an artist out of uh, Utah, out of uh, Park City. And his work is reflective of African-Americans in, in snow sports. Show some of that artwork when we walk in. We don't always need to see a Norman Rockwell uh, painting. You know, let, let's see some artwork that's indicative of, um, of African-Americans. Um, let's hear music that Asians like, that American Indians like. It, it, it goes across the board. You know, and I'm going to tell you, I we're the National Brotherhood of Skiers, and we are pushing and and trying to help our our people get into snow sports. But this is about everyone. It's not just about African Americans. It's about Asian Americans. You know, American Indians. Everyone wants a part of this. This is for the world. This is for all of us. You know, so we need to. We need to look at it that way, you know, stop thinking one track. And I, I will always say that white privilege, skiing and yachting are the two biggest things of white privilege, you know, and they've got to understand, you know, we're all we're all in this together. And the minute that they wake up and realize this, it's going to change the whole demographic in skiing. It's going to change the bottom line in skiing. Okay. Cause right now we're, you're, you're maxed out. Our skier days have not increased in how many years, you know? So we need to start marketing to those underrepresented communities, bringing them in because financially it's the right thing to do business wise. It's the way to go. And I know the industry knows this. The industry has known this for many years. This is nothing new. But now they need to take this step and start saying, okay, uh, let's make this a reality because they know that they know the answer. Great. So Vail Resorts and the MBS have quite a bit in common in terms of what we're trying to achieve. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on how you think we can best partner going forward. First of all, we would love to see more employment opportunities you know, because what happens when we come to Vail Resorts, when we come to any other of the resorts, you know, and honestly, NBS has been to over the last 47 years, we've been to a Vail Resort property 16 times, you know, so you guys are really high up there on our like list. But we need to see changes in, in your hiring practices, in your management you know, we need to see people in your food service and in, in, in food and beverage and in, in your hospitality, you know, show us that you you have our kind represented in that. 
And and again, I'm speaking with a broad brush. It's not just African-American. We want to see Asian-Americans. We want to see Native Americans. Okay, Henry, I'm going to put you on the spot now with a question that I get asked quite a bit. What is your favorite Vail resort? And do you have a favorite run? Vail. <laughs> Vail proper is my favorite resort. I like China Bowl. That was one of my first descents out there many years ago. And I always do it whenever I get out there. I, 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 that's it. Awesome. It's a classic. And, you know, a lot of people would make that same choice for sure. Yeah. Henry, I really want to thank you for your time today. Um, really appreciate your candor in talking about uh, di diversity and inclusion in the industry, as well as sharing your story, which is really quite amazing and, you know, so moving for me in particular to hear about your deep passion, um, which I think is something that you and I share. Um, so we, you know, really look forward to growing our partnership with the NBS and supporting your mission to grow snow sports for African-American people. Well, thank you so much again for inviting me. We look forward to a strong partnership, a long partnership with Vail Resorts. Mm -hmm.